one. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. Launch date the 21st of March 2021. What is that? And why are you wearing masks? Good job, sir, and very well done. Oh, well, don't blame me. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, and coming up in this week's packed podcast, in a moment, reviews the War Master Hearts of Darkness. Ooh, that'll be followed by listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Then we delve behind the scenes with Doctor Who, The Lost Stories, The Doomsday Contract, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Lala Ward as Romana, and John Leeson as K9. K9. Then in a sneaky extra feature, there's me. just being featured. No, uh, giving you a guide to my era-authentic, hopefully, music for Doctor Who, The Lost Stories, Return of the Cybermen. Uh, very exciting, very exciting. And just in case you, you thought you we'd all. forgotten, which we never do, uh, no. once again, we'll be cranking what? up the old randomoid selectatron to give you a juicy 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. It's then, delicious. of course, we... Uh, mm, yums. Um, <laughs> yums? I said yums. yums. What's yums. that mean? Who knows? Yums. 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 Uh, then, of course, we round off um, uh, this thing called podcastery uh, with our universally renowned drama tease, patented, universally renowned, uh, the first 15 minutes free of this week's Torchwood release, Lease of Life by Aaron Lamont and starring Bern Gorman as, of course, Owen Hopper. Well, it's time now for us to take a look at our latest reviews. And as promised, not all that long ago, um, just a few seconds ago, really, we promised it. Um, where is it, did you notice that? Yeah. I did. Yeah, we're looking Man at the, <laughs> the War Master, Hearts of Darkness. Your mission is straightforward. Find the Doctor. Stop the Doctor. And, if necessary, kill the Doctor. From Big Finish Productions, The War Master... Hearts of Darkness. So, <clears throat> what'll it be? I'm going to the Lehar system. Whoa, no, no one goes to Lehar. If anyone can get you there and back, it's me. How did you get aboard my ship? I was kidnapped. And this is how you show your gratitude? By stealing? I ain't never thieved nobody. I'd rather die. Right, well, if you insist. <laughs> <laughs> Destruction can be so much more thrilling than creation, don't you think? My city is burning. Yeah, and it's doing it beautifully. Look at the colours. That's Madame Elder. But who's she with? An old friend of mine. Where are they going? They're not going. They're coming. Here, to the castle. Whatever you're doing here, whatever you're planning to do, it ends tonight. Is that so? Big Finish. We love stories. So simple, just go to bigfinish.com and type Hearts of Darkness into yep. the search pane at the top yep. to get this yes. beauty wrapped around your ear things. Ooh, comfy. So comfy, like a chair. Uh, first up, the blogofdelights.blogspot.com says, uh, oh, child of the 70s, this one's from. Uh, mm. Overall, Hearts of Darkness is an excellent story and one of the stronger of the War Master series thus far. Oh. It's always a delight to hear Jacoby in the role, uh, but the Inclusion of more McGann makes this a double pleasure. A great listen. Four stars there. Four asterisks. Could be a swear oh, word. Well. Might have stubbed their toe. <laughs> Bums. Um, <laughs> it's uh, more McGann. Sounds like a, another McGann brother. There's Paul McGann, Stephen McGann, <laughs> Joe McGann, more and more McGann. McGann. <laughs> yes, I'm more McGann. Um, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk Maria Kalotichow and I'm a, I'm sorry Maria if I've got your name pronounced incorrectly it's just a, a, a malfunction in my brain uh, to describe the plot of Hearts of Darkness in detail if you haven't already heard it uh, would ruin the enjoyment uh, for, for you dear reader um, well of course it would yeah but there are plenty of twists and turns it's a bit like when you see the mousetrap by Agatha Christie in the theatre and you're asked not to give away 
away who done it but i hope you will be wanting a second listen to hearts of darkness straight away so derek jacoby shines with paul mcgann not more mcgann paul mcgann in a mind-bending story and so much to enjoy 8.5 out of 10 thank you we are cult dot rocks sam Maleski says the set is in the image of its closing episode Infectious, infectuously fun, but also never less than meaningful. Carried away by strong production, better performances, and even better writing, it's absolutely a highlight of the year. Mm, it's carried away by strong productions. I got carried away with that strong production. <laughs> uh, Cultbox.co.uk. Ian McArdle says, full of big characters and even bigger performances. Uh, this is Doctor Who was full bloodied. Space opera. I'm sure you meant full-blooded, not full-bloodied. That's just weird. Uh, high concepts with universal stakes. You see, I am reviewing, reviewing the reviews. Uh, matching the intensity of the drama, there is a terrific score from Johan Morris. Yeah, it's a fantastic composer throughout, which is also provided as an isolated, isolated suite, uh, two armchairs and a uh, sofa after each episode. Uh, Yoen, uh, one of the best things that Yoen's ever done is the the Warmaster theme. It's Superb, just, really different, oh, I just isn't it? Love really it. out there, haunting and yeah, persistent. I love it. Uh, the digitalfix.com Baz Greenland says the Warmaster Hearts of Darkness is another great success with bold, energetic performances from all the guest cast and Jacoby and McGann on fine form throughout. Small McGann. Whoreview.wordpress.com, Daniel Mansfield, says uh, Hearts of Darkness is another strong entry in the Warmaster series. Jacoby gives an electrifying <laughs> performance throughout, uh, while each and every one of the guest actors involved, including a spellbinding turn from Moore McGann, sorry, Paul McGann, are utterly on point. Add to that a brilliant post production from Yoan Morris, who debuts an extended version of the Warmaster theme here. Joe Miners and Tom Webster an amazing cover Ooh, from Always Tom Webster that, there. Yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe Miners did the, the sound design yeah. and what results is a highly enjoyable collection of stories highly recommended for lovely golden stars I think that's a five star review I'm just saying just saying yeah you lost the star in the post uh, indiemacuser.co.uk <laughs> Jacob Licklider says overall the Warmaster Hearts of Darkness is one of those sets where spoiling many of the twists would ruin listening to those Funny if that. one has not found the time to purchase it I would highly recommend it as it proves once again why the Warmaster works as a range in telling four hour epics based around the theme or concept nine out of ten Yes, and and big uh, um, kudos. Uh, what's the other one? That word I didn't know. Plats, claps, or something. Props, props, props. <laughs> Plats and claps. Crap, crap. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, to uh, Scott Handcock, I was going to say, who came up with the idea of doing the War Master and has done a brilliant job of of directing and producing and uh, fantastic and i think I, I wrote the first one to get it off on its way and it was a joy um yeah brilliant brilliant range on the twitter sphere gray b three six seven six seven nine five eight catching recurring <laughs> until the end of time the war master hearts of darkness a great box it box set stories just choking on my own mouth <laughs> has control of my throat uh, <laughs> great box sets of stories my thanks to all involved is it the best of the range would you pick a favourite child of yours my favourite box set is the one with Jacoby in it nice point Graby well, Dan uh, WFA on Twitter with fried anchovies, I'm sure that stands for. Uh, I genuinely mean this when I say this is hands down the best big finish of all time. Wow. Jacoby and McGann give their best performances ever. The Daylou, it must be David Llewellyn, and Lisa McMullen have written the most genius stories of all time. Amazing 10 out of 10. Wow, then there you are. That is that. I'm so emphatic. I'm hitting the desk. Bang. That is a 10 out of 10. Well, that's the kind of result we want to see, Dan, WFA. And in next week's reviews, we'll be taking a look at Doctor Who Shadow of the Daleks, starring Peter Davison. 
Coming up soon, we'll be going behind the scenes with Doctor Who, The Lost Stories, The Doomsday Contract. Yes, but before that, it's time for listeners' emails. Well, if you heard Nick there doing the buzzing sound with his mouth, you too can do the buzzing sound with your mouth, only in email format, you see. You can buzz over and email through the ether to us. And all you have to do is address those buzzes to podcast at bigfinish.com. And hopefully, not always, but sometimes, we read them out. Yes. Um, we've got one here from Lucy uh, Hauger. Is that how would you say it? Lucy Alga? I don't know. A-U-G-E-R? Alga? 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 I'd say Alga, Lucy. Alga, yeah, Lucy, I hope we got Alga. that right. I hope so. It's Write so in and let us know whether we messed that up. We are always rubbish with names. It is part of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> subject of this one is Sarah Jane and Irish Wild Time. Dear Nick and Benji, Hello. Firstly, I'd like to thank you all for your hard work, both on welcome. the podcast and or in all you do for Big Finish. Thank you. Audio drama has been such a comfort for me this year, and I know it has been for many others too. Mm. So it's wonderful to hear your genuine joy and enthusiasm for what you do. That was a joy and enthusiasm there. I've never written in before, but I felt compelled to after listening to Return of the Cybermen. Yeah. I have had this story on pre-order for a long time, and I am delighted to say that it hasn't disappointed. Oh, lovely. Sarah Jane meant so much to me. Growing up with Sarah Jane Adventures and the fact that you brought her back uh, to us on audio makes me so happy. Oh, lovely. Thank you, Lucy. I'm sure I'm not the only one who misses Elizabeth Sladen Mm, dearly, mm, and mm. I would like to express my heartfelt thanks to Sadie and to everyone who helped make this possible. Yeah, we were just chatting about Sadie before the podcast, weren't we, and how brilliant she is. Fantastic. Really, really fantastic. And And hopefully uh, if the Chicago TARDIS convention goes ahead this year, which they're very much hoping it will, she's going to be a guest there. So... You can if, meet you're, her. if you're going, yeah, no, she's she's a really nice human being and does a fantastic job playing Sarah Jane Smith. She really does. It's it's worth a listen just to hear it and you know get immersed back in a bit of Doctor Who that we've not experienced for a long time. It's like mm-hmm. it really is like going back in time. It's lovely. And talking of time. Mm. Uh, this is a great you see that great segue into the next bit of the email here. it says I'm also very excited for this upcoming Iris Wild Time stories uh, I only uh, began to listen to Iris at the start of the first lockdown but she has quickly become one of my favourite characters in Big Finish she has been a real light to me this year and even just the theme makes me smile so much I'm so happy that she's coming back Brilliant, brilliant. I'm always looking to forward to see what you do next. Best wishes, Lucy. Oh, Lucy, thanks so much for writing in your first time and really, really lovely to hear from you. Next up, Kevin Phillipson. Uh, Return of the Cybermen. Dear Nick and Benji, just finished Return of the Cybermen in one sitting. Loved it from start to finish. That's a thank goodness you didn't go from finish to start. Uh, Probably my favourite big finish of the year so far, as I was too young uh, to remember Revenge of the Cybermen when it was uh, first on, as I was only five years old at the time, uh, but watched it numerous times since then on VHS, DVD and Blu-ray. Anyway, Good story, excellent cast, especially Tom Baker, still my favourite Doctor. Planning on listening to both Doomsday Contract and End of the Beginning. And so also excited to hear what's planned for the future as a long-time listener to Big Finish, Kevin Phillips. And thank you very much, Kevin. I'm so glad. There's been a lot of love for Revenge of the Cybermen, and as regular listeners to the podcast will know, it's um, it's been a real labour of love for me. I've been... I think I've been. I was working on it for over a year, wasn't I? In the post production. Yeah, you took the slow route and just enjoyed the ride, didn't you? Yeah. You put, you know, it was something that I know you, Nick, and I know you well enough that you feel so passionate about this particular story and this time in Doctor Who. Yes. Um, and so taking it on yourself, I think, is a lovely thing to do, and it shows. Oh. If I, if I may say so, it shows throughout the love and the story and the craft oh. is superb. Thank um, you. And I you got may updates. Say so. all, I got updates all along the way with you showing me the various bits and bobs that you'd say. Oh, this is a cyber mat here. This <laughs> look what I've done, Benji. Yes, all right, Nick. Get on with it. Come on, we we haven't got all day. <laughs> 
So we got another one here from Daniel Hughes. Uh, the subject of this one is the lost stories. Mm. Uh, hello, Nick and Benji. I trust you are both well. Yes, well, I I am, and I trust you are as well. I, I just took a COVID test this morning, and the fact that my wife hasn't uh, texted me to say it was positive means that I'm okay. Did you take a COVID test this morning? Thing up the old nostril? Yeah, yeah. Well, because our son's at school, you see, we uh, um, we, so, we get yeah. sent COVID. Uh, lateral flow tests for free it must be costing the government an enormous amount of money it's a pity we couldn't have done this last year but never mind Um, uh, and so yeah (laughs) we have to take one every four days and he's taking them at school as well I've uh, not. I've not taken one. I, I've never had a COVID test. I feel you like haven't got any children, have you? Going to school? No, so, no. Yeah. Well, you know, it's an experience. A lot of people have, have said is unpleasant. So, I guess yeah. it's nice. I not mean, to, it's, to go it's through, like it, doing know. an extreme nose pick. <laughs> extreme nose pick with Nicholas Briggs. You might even find Revenge of the Cybermen up there. Who knows? Revenge of the Cybermen on my nose. <laughs> That's where it is. Um, I've just finished <laughs> listening to Return of the Cybermen. Uh, uh, like Nick, I have fondness for Revenge of the Cybermen. Uh, I'm one of those generation of fans <laughs> who discovered Doctor Who stories either through VHS releases or Sunday morning repeats on UK Gold. Uh, That's just like me. That's how I discovered see? it. Uh, and although, it is you. It is me. I'm writing this one. Uh, and although Revenge may be one of the Marmite of Doctor Who stories... <laughs> I hate Marmite, but I love Revenge. Just I like me, it's me. I uh, love both. Well, I only like Marmite in like added into things like a stew or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I wouldn't have, it, wouldn't have it on its own, you know. No, no. Um, it's a story I have fond memories of. Um, having previously been unaware of Revenge's original storyline before Robert Holmes took over the scripting process, I jumped at the chance of hearing this alternative take on this classic 1975 story and hearing Sadie Miller and Christopher Naylor recreating two of Doctor Who's popular companions and looking forward to hearing more. Another one to talk about, Christopher Naylor, who is lovely, lovely guy, fantastic, and also really, he loves his Doctor Who. He does, uh, yes. Cares about the, the part and Harry and does such a oh, tremendous oh, job as well. It's just beautiful what he does. Absolutely beautiful. His loveliness shines through, I think, you know. Oh, Ian Martyr, Ian Martyr was a very lovely actor and a very lovely man, you know. And uh, I think that it's somehow, even though I don't think Chris... Uh, particularly sounds exactly like him I think that there's just a sort of similarity of spirit in it that shines through and you just go yeah that's Harry that's Harry that's Harry absolutely well it's solid you know and he's a solid professional as well you know having I've been to studio with him first time I met him oh, we just talked great. about Doctor Who but he goes in and he's really he does the job and does it fantastically and even if he's just reading in for somebody he puts it all in you know and oh, I think that's God, yeah. brilliant you know and that's what you want he is such a we we love Chris. Um, uh, he's a real big finished stalwart in, in all the best senses of the word. He's also a fantastic artist. He is. He's in his his, Bond, his James Bond things he's oh, been doing recently goodness. are awesome. He just did yeah a really lovely picture of David Niven. Oh great! And it, I mean just perfect. I mean, we ought to get him to do something for Big Finish, oughtn't we? Yeah, there's an idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah. artwork-wise, obviously we'll just keep employing him, playing all sorts of parts. I mean, I think Chris has played everything for us. I think he's been monsters, the man standing <laughs> on the corner, you know, tragic heroes, and he's just done it all, really. He's got such a huge range as an actor. It's what I would Delightful. call. I would call that the caretaker sort of role. You know, you can you can rely upon him to kind of whatever it is, you'll do it. And I think that's really cool. He's, you know, but he's you also know, inspired as well. You know, he's really he really brings energy and commitment and excitement to anything he plays. There we go. Look at this. See, all positive words coming out of the podcast today. <laughs> we'll continue with the email. It says here, um, this leads me to a question. Uh, some fans tend to forget that the Ark in Space, uh, Pyramids of Mars and the Brain of Morbius weren't originally Robert Holmes scripts. Ark was originally John Lucarotti. Uh, uh, Pyramids was originally a Lewis Griefer story. And Morbius was originally a Terence Dick story. Uh, would you ever consider adapting the original storylines of these stories so we can experience these stories as they might have been? Stories. Stay safe, stay well, and above all, bark up! Uh, <laughs> kind regards, Daniel. Daniel, thanks for writing in. We did look into uh, doing the original Ark in Space script, but we couldn't reach a realistic agreement with John Lucarotti's estate. Also, the story was a bit sparse, you know what I mean? Uh, mm. there, there wasn't... Yeah, but anyway, uh, uh, I don't know about Lewis Greifer's original script for Pyramids of Mars. We believe it doesn't exist 
anywhere. If you know different, let us know. On Wikipedia, uh, they say about Louis Greifer, uh, he also wrote episodes of The Prisoner, The General, 1967, Crossroads, and the initial draft of the Tom Baker Doctor Who story, Pyramids of Mars. The latter script was radically rewritten by script editor Robert Holmes, who used the pseudonym Stephen Harris on the final product. Greifer had meanwhile returned to teach at the University of Tel Aviv and had little contact with television in his remaining years. The original for Brain of Morbius, might, that might be interesting. Uh, Terence wrote that, but we're fairly certain also that that doesn't exist. Uh, by the way, talking of Terence, you remember the? Have you seen the lovely Terence and Me documentary on the Blu-ray? Not yet, not yet. It's on my list of things to get round to. Frank not Skinner. at the time, but everybody's raving about it, and rightfully so because. You know, who doesn't love a bit of Terence Dicks? Oh, it's a really... They talk to... I mean, because it's Frank Skinner doing it. Frank Skinner, it turns out that he lived in the same street as Terence Dicks and always wanted to go and knock on the door, but never did. Oh! So he goes and knocks on the door and speaks to his widow. It's really touching. I I wrote to Frank and was telling him, you know, how much I loved it and also told him some of my Terence anecdotes, which he really enjoyed and then said, stop bothering me. No, he didn't say that. Anyway... (laughs) The only story, local story, Doctor Who one for me is that a woman in the in the pub uh, in Bexhill, where I used to live, she um, she said that um, it was either Kip Hedler or Jerry Davis lived in Bexhill around there, oh. and in the sixties when she was growing up, he had one of the Cybermen costumes that he would he would let children play in, and you know, wow. once in a while, and they they could go and see the, the the helmet or something like that, something like that. I thought was ever so sweet. You yeah, know, like that sort of time there. I thought, he would convert them into mindless machinery. Um, <laughs> uh, Fire them in a rocket to tell us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for your class. lovely emails, folks. And thanks in particular for being so nice about Return of the Cybermen. That's very nice of you. I mean, I could have been modest and, and not selected those emails, but there were so many of them, he said immodestly. Uh, you know, I felt I had to. And many colleagues have written to me as well um, uh, to tell me how much they've enjoyed it, which has been lovely. It never occurred to me that people would actually listen to it and have an opinion on whether it was any good or not. I just got on and did it. And I said, oh, God, yes, people are going to listen to this, aren't they? So anyway, it's really, I really love that people, you know, enjoyed it. That's all I have to say. Well, coming up soon, Nick will be chatting about his music for Return of the Cybermen. Going on and on. It's great fun. If you get the CD as well, there's an isolated music suite on there, uh, which you can listen to as well to really get into it. Just another reason to to give it a go. Uh, But first, let's get right behind the scenes of the Doomsday Contract. My name is Nev Fountain, and I have written, stroke adapted, the Doomsday Contract from John Lloyd's original synopsis pitch outline. Does this planet have a proper name? Earth. Earth? Doctor, that's your favourite planet. The history was it was commissioned by Douglas Adams in 1979 from John Lloyd, his old mate, and for various reasons it got shelved, though it went through two outlines and I believe Alan Pryor even had an attempt to write the script after John Lloyd had moved on. David Richardson uh, approached Nicola Bryant with the idea of getting in touch with John Lloyd and asking him about the Doomsday Contract and because of the Blackadder connection, because John had cast her in Blackadder. And I said, well, I'll do it because, you know, we're, we're radio comedy mates together and uh, I'll just see how it gets on. And luckily John had heard of me from Dead Ringers and various radio comedies and we struck up quite a friendship. Uh, I talked to him about it and... Uh, he was very happy with the idea of the Doomsday Contract taking shape on audio, and after some thought, he declined against writing it himself and offered it to me. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs, and I'm the director of the Doomsday Contract. Right, let's do another one then. <clears throat> Here we go, and keep. Okay, now, am I all right? Analysis of Dr. Master's physiology complete. Physical health normal. Um, and my mental health? Sensors indicate abnormal cerebral activity within the master's brain. But but surely abnormal cerebral activity is quite normal for me. Negative, master. I love things that are very definitely what they are and achieve what they set out to do. And this is what that script does, this script. It's, it really is funny. It's really wittily written. And it reminds me of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Tom Baker here. And we're talking about doomsday contracts, which is, so you better listen in. You might pick up some tips on how to 
survive, but it's been great fun doing it. Can't we just switch on the randomizer and run away? Run away? Run away? Romana, me? I wouldn't know how to run away. Yeah, but you're an expert at running away. You've run from Daleks, Time Lords, the Black Guardian. But you can't run away from bureaucracy, Romana. That's the one thing you can't do. This one, of course, is all wrapped up in comedy, isn't it? Which is one way of making people think and accept what the argument is. And they laugh and laugh and then afterwards think, there's some good sense in there and we'll have to do something sensible to save the world. In other words, it's a very witty and comical sermon. I mean, it's very difficult to be flippant about survival, isn't it? I mean, I'd quite like to survive and, and I've had a good term. My name is Lala Ward and I play Romana. If I didn't know you better, Doctor, I'd think you pretended to be frightened of bureaucracy just to get involved in this court case. Hmm? Hmm? Last summer I managed to come back and record with Big Finish, and that was wonderful. This time, obviously, I couldn't possibly leave Hong Kong and, and get on any plane to go anywhere at all, so... I'm incredibly grateful that you've managed to be able to hook up with a studio here that, some, that a colleague of my partners who've been spectacularly good and wonderful to work with and that we've now made this link because it means I can continue to work on the audio versions of Doctor Who, which I have always absolutely loved doing. I, to be perfectly honest, I prefer doing them to anything I ever did in the studio in sort of film version terms because it's just such a good medium. I'm John Leeson and I play the voice of a robot dog, K something or other. I think it's as much as nine even. I never really know from the beginning how things are going to turn out. I was saying to one of our acting colleagues this morning that reading through the script you don't necessarily get a picture entirely of what's going on you don't know who these really strange characters are but when you're in the studios and they're voiced and you you get the whole thing going uh, it's it's um it's a different experience altogether and i greatly look forward to coming to do these sessions i really do so i kind of approached it as a script editor stroke writer trying to incorporate as much as I could and try and fix things that had been skirted around in the conversation between Douglas and John and not kind of fixed. Um, for example, at the centre of it is the Doctor going to Earth to prove there's intelligent life. And I found that difficult to reconcile with the fact that uh, the Altai Tribunal are obviously an intergalactic corporation and could very easily do it themselves. So I came up with the micro-universe so I could do the, all the Earth-like scenes in a micro-universe rather than going to Earth straight away. I am Jeannie Spark and I'm playing uh, Trager Kampf, intergalactic lawyer, and uh, also one of the children of Pixis. You can tell with this script, I think, that there's a, a really big visual element. I mean, there's always a huge visual element with all the big finish Doctor Who's, but this one you can... The settings are so untethered from any kind of reality. You know, this isn't set in Victorian England or this isn't set on a you know a particular jungle planet where you can you instantly have a visual in your head of where it is. The, 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 the creativity of that definitely comes through. Um, and it's, it's exciting to... It's exciting to be doing it now. Tom is a force of nature who doesn't sort of stop where anyone else would. He, he just goes his own sweet way and he was always incredibly inventive and, and energetic and people were completely used to that and certainly, I mean, I dare say if they really wanted him to, to stop him doing something, they'd do so in the editing room. But in terms of our actual work on it, we embellished a lot. The nature, the, the flavour of the outline was very much practically Doctor Who does Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's no secret that John and Douglas worked very closely on the first series of The Hitchhikers together. And John was almost going to co-write the first Hitchhiker's book with Douglas. And he co-wrote two of the first episodes in the first series, I believe. So it's very much written in that style. But the trick was to keep that style and make it into a coherent and serious Doctor Who story. Admittedly, one filled with off-the-wall characters and 
semi-off-the-wall situations. The trick was to keep it all logical and keep it going for the four episodes so you feel you're, you've got an ongoing story, but these comedy situations just appear logical. I think everyone has their favourite what-ifs, and I think for a certain type of fan, the, the idea that a John Lloyd-written, Douglas Adams script-edited story that failed to materialise is a fantastic what-if. Just go to bigfinish.com and type doomsday contract into the search pane at the top to get hold of this rather splendid bit of fourth doctor nostalgia. The randomoid selectatron will be along soon to give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. But before that, here's Nick chatting about his music for Return of the Cybermen. Funnily enough, in this score, there's not an awful lot of synthesizer stuff. You know, all the sounds are samples of real instruments. But there is one particular synthesizer sound I've used, a real sort of low, fuzzy noise that is a bit more like the kind of thing Dudley Simpson would have used in his composition. But also, there were some synthesizer parts added to the score for Revenge of the Cybermen at the behest of the producer Philip Hinchcliffe. And I think that uh, Carrie Blyton and Peter Howell of the Radiophonic Workshop worked together in a session to sort of add more of that into his score. So I felt that I could echo the score of Revenge by employing some synthesizer sounds as well. I've nearly finished episode two with the music now, and so I don't anticipate bringing in any more synthesizer sounds, but maybe I will. But I'm very pleased with the one I've got. It's a really old-fashioned monophonic valve synthesizer sound oh hang on though i have uh just remembered that there is another synthesizer sound for any synthesizer enthusiasts out there listening to this i've just got to look at the well first of all i used a bit of my roland sh101 a bit of it all of it for some there's a weird noise when the cybermen first appear that goes <laughs> and the other synthesizer i've used is uh, a model d which is a sort of um, a modern copy of a, a particular kind of Moog synthesizer, which has all sorts of gorgeous, very basic, lovely sounds. And I've used that with some, there's a particular piece where there's a sort of bass noise that goes <laughs> with some drums. Uh, then there's another sort of some very strange high pitch whiny noises from it uh, and um, when Harry first witnesses the cyber plague on someone's neck that I just wanted a sort of a viral kind of sound as this very sort of flat thin <laughs> noise that that's this is how I do my music I make the noises then I try and get the instruments to do it uh, yeah that you just hear that just when he first notices the um the pattern on the the neck of uh, commander warner so that was a quick tour of the synthesizer use in return of the cybermen <laughs> And just go to bigfinish.com and type Return of the Cybermen into the search pane at the top to get hold of this love letter from me to you and the Fourth Doctor era. Well, here we go. It's now time for the Randomoid Selectatron and no, it no, has no, you, spoken. You, you've got to do it as the script so the music can come in. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> because I'd already loaded it up. And now it's time for... No, Randomized Selectatron, uh, where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Benji, loose the hounds. <laughs> Went in the wrong direction. Well, I can confirm it's 220 Doctor Who Quicksilver. Oh. Yes, a Colin Baker story. It's, it's Miranda's in it, isn't it? It is Miranda and uh, Lisa Greenwood as well. Written by Matt Fitton. I was about to say those very words. The very words came from your mouth there. Yes, it's a good Beautiful cover as well, isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah. Um, nobody knows when it was recorded or where it was recorded on the Simon website. It says Holland. TVC, so who knows? 
TBC. Um, <laughs> Someone <laughs> forgot to fill that in back in uh, 2016, didn't they? Goodness me, I remember that being recorded. I'm pretty certain it was directed by Ken as well. Is that right? I'd imagine. No, it was Jamie, he, wasn't it? It was Jamie Jay- Anderson. Jamie Anderson, yeah. yeah. Better find out from him when he did it. I love that cover. Absolutely. Very, very nice, isn't it? Anyway, oh, we better hear the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. Quicksilver. My dearest H, I'm never sure exactly when you might be... Hush now. I'll do my best to let you know when I might be coming back. Who knows? This beastly war may be six months closer to being over. Indeed. Remain constant. Constance, my rock. You too, Henry. Goodbye. (laughs) Lieutenant Commander Henry Clark. Lost in action. Oh, no. What is this place? This way to the shelter! Oi! Lad! What are you doing over there? Oh, no, 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 no. They're coming for me. They're not far for eight to choose They're coming for everyone! Stop right there, or I shoot! The human has a weapon. Please, you must help me. How do you know who I am? Fire weapon! General Villal, I presume, you've brought an alien war to Earth. I only hope we're not too late to stop the killing. Big Finish. We love stories. There you are. Um, so, Quicksilver, all part of the, um, you know, that lovely continuing storyline with Constance Clark and Flip Jackson. I know that, you know, Colin really enjoyed working with them. lovely Miranda Raisin and Lisa Greenwood just great company brilliant to work with can't say fairer than that really can we can't say fairer than that no and it's so easy if you want to get your hands on this Mm, with your sneaky discount all you need to do is go to podcasts on bigfinish.com on the website podcast or bigfinish.com slash podcasts there you have the podcast in question click read more and in the blurb underneath the picture of me and Nick uh, it says the random word selection also features offering you 25% reduction of a selected release. Just click here. And if you click there and enter the code BUCKUP, all capital letters, no spaces, complications, party for the nations. No enter that in there. Yeah, absa bingo boogle boo boo. And you will get your 25% off. And it's worth doing. Save a few of those pennies and, you know, just fill out the holes in your collection. Yeah. Well, as you always say. Well, you might as well. You don't have to. You don't, you don't have to. You have to discount at all. But you could. Well, I'm just saying. Well, thanks, Ran, though. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you always bring us a good bit of pleasure, don't you? And mm. with that, of course, it is a big farewell from us. Farewell. You're not saying it as well. Farewell. And while we're away, why not enjoy yourself with a slice of torture at this week's rather brilliant release, Lease of Life. But do remember that Torture contains adult material and may not be suitable for younger listeners. Turn it down! That's not going to get you anywhere, is it? What time did he get in? A few minutes ago. He's working nights at the minute, I think. Well, the rest of us don't. What does he even do again? No idea. No! Sod it. What's the point? You haven't got any paracetamol, have you? Hungover. I was out last night. When are you not? Smoking too. Just not in the house, okay? We'll lose our deposit. Ellie, I doubt anybody would give a shit. I'm only saying. Painkillers. Sorry, none at all. Just you know, pushing your temples, that'll help. Mm. If you want to shower, there's no hot water. 
Is there anything we do have? Yeah, someone from the council. He's in the kitchen. Says he won't be long. Well, what does he want? Some kind of inspection? How should I know? I'm going for a run. Hey, you're just going to leave me with it. Look, I did do the phone guy the other week. I'm going to be late. That's not my problem. Ellie! Uh, another thing. Stop eating all my granola. Don't bloody think I haven't noticed. Bitch. Hey, mate. How long is this going to take? Oh, I reckon you'll be finished in about an hour. No thanks. Targets. You know the drill. I'm, um, I'm Owen, by the way. Mm, right. Claire, it's me. I'm going to be late. You'll have to do the first viewing at Argyle Street. The crap place. They're students. They won't care. Call me when you get this. Bye. Estate agent? Uh, temporarily. For heaven's sake. Is it milk off? Nobody ever bloody checks. <laughs> oh, what is that smell? The drains, it's fine, it comes and goes. What did you say you were inspecting again? Oh, this and that. You know, I need to look around the rest of the house. Can you make it quick? I'm late for work. Oh, yeah, yeah, I gathered. Uh, leaving room. Through here, then. I'm sure I only bought that the other day. Sam, honey, sorry, I should have called you back last night. No, I'm still in the flat. Not for long, though. What do you mean? No, we've had all the injections. No, I don't think you can get consumption anymore, babe. At least not in South America. Just focus on packing. Um, I'm heading upstairs to the bedroom now. Uh, uh, Sam, hey, listen, I'll call you back. Right. Wait a minute! Why do you need to look up there? Oh, well, it saves me having to come back again, doesn't it? I'll tell you what, you're the estate agent. Why don't you give me the guided tour? Fine. That your uh, boyfriend on the phone just now? I don't think that's actually any of your business. Sorry. So, the downstairs you've already seen could do with a paint job, touch of rising damp. And upstairs, bedrooms. End one's pretty cramped. Yeah, aren't you supposed to say bijou? Cramped. Bathroom's on the right, no mod cons. Right. Next floor up. That's Ellie's room, the little princess. I don't remember seeing anything from the council about this. Aren't you supposed to make an appointment or something? <laughs> Not my department. Right, uh, can I look around? All right, you can start in there. But isn't your flatmate still in? Ah, I see. Uh, excuse me. Hello. Nye, it's the council. Complaints about the music. What, seriously? Yeah, it's absolute shit. Hi, I'm Owen. He needs to look around. Does he have to do it now? No, it won't take a moment. We do pay council tax. In case he asks. It's in with the rent. Have you dyed your hair? It's been like this a month. Oh, really? I like it. Uh, while I've got you... Uh, if it's about the toilet, it isn't me. No, you're the only one who pisses standing up. And no, as a matter of fact, it wasn't the toilet. The music. Do you think you could keep it down a little? The walls in this place are paper thin. Right, all done. Nothing to see in there. I like your Bluetooth earpiece thing. That must have set you back a bomb. Uh, do you mind if I get on with the... Sure. Right. Hey! You can't leave my room like this. You've 
You've torn it apart. Oh, yeah, sorry. I can't really tell the difference. Bathroom. This one, yeah? I mean, well, he, he does have a point. Did you see his ID? I'm not going to let him wander around the house on his own now, am I? Hey! If he really is from the council, tell him to sort out the sodding drains! Are you almost done? Uh, the mould is always this bad. When it's Nye's turn to clean the bathroom, yes. Best take the sample, just in case. So it's uh, just the three of you then? How did that come about, you uni friends? Shared accommodation, mate. <laughs> you like them? What do you think? So why'd you say? The rent's cheap enough for what you get. I'm saving up. Right. For travelling, right? South America. How do you know that? Uh, you're loud on the phone. Not that loud. But yeah, moving out at the end of the month. Doubt they'll even notice I'm gone. <sighs> right. Okay, that is a positive match. Match for what? Oh, I better take another quick look downstairs again. Hey, wait a minute. What's going on with the bloody mould? Well, I'm still figuring that out. Are you from environmental health or something? A little bit higher up than that. Uh, 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 what's under the stairs? The water tank. Sorry, I need to be 100% sure. It, it's right. not Legionnaires, is it? You can get it from boilers or asbestos. Really, I wouldn't be surprised. It's not... Legionnaires? Oh, this is stuck. The wood's warped. You really need to pull... Oh. That's a bit of an antique, isn't it? Immersion, if we're lucky, it even works. Which reminds me, hot water. Ah, kitchen. Right, must be coming from in there. This really is helping my hangover. No, I don't get it. I just, I just don't get it. It's definitely spores, so it should be here. Look, mate, I've had enough of this. What's going on? Are we in danger? Not if I can find the source in time. Source? It, it's mould. It grows in the dam. Yeah, this is not just any old mould. If it gets out of control, it will be totally lethal. Lethal? Really? I mean, I know it can give you pneumonia, but... Look, we can go round the houses with this where I make up something and you constantly question me, but we haven't got time for that. So, it's alien. It's genetically engineered. Now, can I get on with what I am doing, please? Alien. Alien mould. Okay, you've wasted enough of my day. I'm late, I'm hungry, and my head is pounding. Out of my house. Oi, oi, hang on. Out, oh. you heard! Listen, listen, I'm serious. Here's the door. I mean, I, I don't have time for this. Oh, neither do I, pal, so oh. bugger off! You are making a mistake. Am I? Idiot. Nye, you were right. The guy was a nutter. Says we've got mould from outer space. Uh, we're out of milk. Can you pick some up? Uh, hang on, I'll see what else we need. I'll pay you back. Oh my God. Oh. It's Owen. Right. Were you just going to stand here all day? Oh, I figured it wouldn't take too long for something to turn up. Oh, it's, it's in the fridge. Right. Come on. Let me see. So, what have you got? It's covered in mould. Everything. Look, the whole inside. Oh, okay. Nice. And it wasn't like this earlier. No, it bloody wasn't. So in about ten minutes, absolute tops, everything in here has completely decayed. Ah, bingo. This is what you were looking for then? No, but it's enough to make me very worried. The floor in here didn't creep before, did it? I couldn't give a toss about the floor right now. But there's a flat under here? Yeah, the landlords. Creepy old bastards always breathing down our necks. I think we should move back towards the door. Come on. Slowly, carefully. Why? I thought the source was somewhere in here, but it isn't. It's blocking our reading somehow. Camouflage? More like radar jamming. So where the hell is it? I think it's underneath us. What makes you think that? Because it's rotting the lino around your feet. Oh. 
Oh, oh man! Okay, it's not just the lino then, it's it's the floorboards too. S stay still. Oh, it's not going to collapse, is it? It's alright, don't panic. Now, come towards me, really slowly. That's it, that's it, you're doing great. Oh, and that's not really helpful. Ah. It's okay, I've got you. I've got you. Okay? I'm going to fall. I am not gonna let you. Okay, how about if I lower you down? I think we should probably take a look down there anyway. Okay, yeah, change of plan. Brace yourself. broke my fall. Oh, well, that could have gone a lot worse. How? Nothing broken. How about you? Don't think so. No. Here, let me see. It's fine. It's just a scratch. Whew. That is quite a hole. The mould did that? Yeah. Well, at least we didn't bring the whole house down with us. Oh, it <coughs> smells disgusting down here. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Ugh. What are you looking for? Light switch. Ah, oh, light switch. Whoa! Okay. Blimey. Then you thought the fridge was bad. Uh, it's everywhere. I think I'm going to be sick. Here. Put this on. A surgical mask? What use is that going to be? Well, you don't want the spores getting into your lungs, do you? Uh, what about Mr. Wilkinson? Who? Wilco, the landlord, the person who lives here. I reckon we'll find him soon enough. But if this stuff is toxic... Priorities, Seren. Please. Right. Gloves, too? Yeah, I'm not taking any chances. So where's mine? Better not touch anything, had you? Thanks. So is this an invasion? Why is it that when you say the word alien, the first thing people think is invasion? Okay, so what is it then? Look, you know what would be helpful right now if you looked around? What am I supposed to be looking for? See if you can find the landlord. I knew they should have sent out Tosh for this. Tosh? And don't touch anything. I really mean it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Saren, quietly. This thing's been trying to stay under the radar. I'd say it might try and keep it that way. How? Defence systems. Weapons. Oh, great. It's dark in here. Then turn on the light. I tried. It's dead. Are you sure this is safe? Honestly? Probably not a lot. Sorry, the cupboard door fell off. Mr. Wilkinson? Sorry, we just dropped in. There's a giant hole in our kitchen floor. Mr. Wilkinson? Is that you up ahead? Ah, shit! What happened? I just slipped. It's the carpet that's slick with this crap. Mr. Wilkinson? Ah! Oh! What a part of quietly did you not understand? What? What is it? You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.